0: When you stop and think about all that's going on here in the good old USA today, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. The DNC Convention. A shit show featuring a bunch of corrupt politicians hell-bent on defeating the sitting president by continuing their lies, their false allegations, their empty promises, their hiding of facts regarding their nominee, and of course, their ridiculing of you, the American people. We'll break down these issues on the Truth Heard's program right after this. Putting things into perspective and doing it with style. This is the Truth Hurts program. Here's your host, Steve Z. In the laughable political shitcom known as the Dumbacrap National Convention, the DNC, the cast is all too familiar. And not only familiar, but sinister. Have you ever watched a television show where you basically don't like any of the characters, but if you watch long enough, they eventually grow on you? It's the same thing with this convention. It's also the same thing with music. As a child, I hated the song Brandy by Looking Glass with a passion The singer sounded like he had a throat full of phlegm, and the song basically just sucks. But now, decades later, I can actually listen to the song, and it brings me back to a simpler time in my life, so I guess it really isn't that bad. When Donald Trump was on The Apprentice, I couldn't change the channel fast enough. Arrogant, cocky, rich prick who would fire someone on a whim. Then when he ran the televised wrestling organization, I thought, what an egotistical ass this guy is. And when he announced his bid for the presidency, I simply laughed it off as just another narcissistic publicity stunt. But then Donald Trump won the presidency in a fair election. And even though the opposition party tried anything and everything in their corrupt playbook to get him out of office from day one, he stayed. A billionaire who decided he didn't want to take his salary and rather he donated his salary to different charitable causes. He was not in this for the money. He could not be bribed. He presided over the very best economy that the United States of America had seen in decades. He brought forth record high stock market numbers, record low unemployment numbers, and he brought more low income minorities off of government assistance than any president preceding him. All this despite the opposition party making up lies, false allegations, manufactured crisis after manufactured crisis, false charges, phony dossiers bought and paid for by his former rival Hillary Rotten-ass Clinton, sham FBI investigations, and more, all of which ended with the same result. Donald Trump was not guilty of even one of the false charges levied against him. The impeachment joke resulted in acquittal and the Dumbo Craps were pissed. Currently we're seeing a bunch of lying corrupt politicians standing together to defeat Donald Trump. I think it's hilarious because just months ago, the same bunch of lying corrupt politicians stood together and bashed one another in the Democrat debates. And now they've all pulled together to help their candidate gropey Joe. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned that the DNC was a shit show featuring a bunch of corrupt politicians hell-bent on defeating the sitting president by continuing their lies, their false allegations, their empty promises, and their hiding of facts regarding their nominee, and of course, their ridiculing of you, the American people. Remember when they called you deplorable? A bunch of corrupt politicians parading themselves on the screen at the DNC are the same group of familiar socialists, communists, radical leftists, anarchists, all with the desire to do as their former leader, Barack Hussein Obama, said he would do, and that is to radically and fundamentally change America as we know it. From nasty, naughty Nancy Nightcap pill popper Pelosi to chuckles over the glasses Schumer to Cigar Bill Pedophile Clinton, to the Suicide Queen Killary Clinton, to Focahontas, to AOC, to Crazy Bernie, to Kamala I'm-really-not-African-American-Harris, all the way down to their nominee. Sleepy, creepy, mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, senile, mopey, dopey, gropey, Beijing Joe Biden. They all stood there, towing the party line, bashing the president at the DNC, and they rammed looming socialist shit down your throats, with fake smiles on their phony faces. And since the cast is so familiar, some of them having lived off the government dole now for nearly half a century, (coughs) Joe, the expectation is that you will simply trust them because they've been there for so long, living off of your tax dollars. Remember, it was just months ago that the same cast of characters, at least most of them, Stood feet away from Joe Biden, bashing his plans, calling his memory into question. Remember Cory Booker? Insulting him and in his proposed policies. It was the so called Democrat debates. Remember? Of course you don't. They buried all of those stories months ago behind the coronavirus crap, behind the Jussie Smollett crap, behind every other fake racism story they try to run from Bubba Wallace's garage door pull-down fake news. And remember, no news is good news. And the media has been silent when it comes to the corruption that Burisma Joe Biden and his son Hunter were involved in. Remember when Joe Biden bragged on video about withholding a billion dollars of your tax money in aid to the Ukraine If their president at that time did not fire the prosecutor who was investigating Hunter Biden for his involvement in the Ukrainian Burisma Gas Corporation and his appointment to its board of directors, despite having absolutely no knowledge of the gas industry? Pay to play, Joe. The media was silent, which makes them complicit in the extortion. I also mentioned the Dumbo craps hiding gropey Joe Biden's obvious mental decline. The media is now bashing conservative reporters who make any mention about the mumbling, stumbling, bumbling, and fumbling of Joe Biden. The mainstream media is now calling it a stutter and they're trying to shame reporters or anyone who calls it into question. They're calling it bullying against a guy who happens to have a stutter. Joe Biden can't even say the words African American without tripping over those two words as his face contorts to say the words. It shows his obvious disdain and hatred towards the very black minority that he is counting on for votes. If you listen to him, he says, African American, African American, African American, African American. He can't say African American because he dislikes black people that much that he cannot even say their hyphenated made-up racist name without grimacing, without fumbling the name. And unfortunately, the vast majority of black people in America will still vote for this senile old clown, this racist, because there's a D after his name. D for dumbo crap. And the dumbo craps have been using and abusing the black people in this nation for decades, from Jim Crow to the old Democrat South, to Johnson, to Barack Hussein Obama, the black people have been promised this and that from the Democrats every four years, just before an election. And yet, even after eight years of the failures of Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden to help the black community in any way, shape, fashion, manner, or form, the black community remains at the bottom of the pile when it comes to education, advancement, jobs, opportunities, crime statistics, and every other metric. Below the illegal immigrants crossing the border, the black community sits at the bottom of the pile because the black community has been lied to. The black community was given promise after promise under Democrat leader after Democrat leader And they still remain at the bottom of every single measurable list. That was, of course, until Donald Trump became the president. Donald Trump presided over the very best economy the nation has seen in decades. He led an economy that produced the highest minority employment participation numbers since they started counting those figures. He brought more minorities to the workforce than ever before. They were earning a living and paying taxes and the Democrats don't like that. Because if a black person gets off the government, rolls and realizes the American dream and realizes that they can earn a living and realizes that they can contribute to society, it is also likely that they will no longer vote for the Democrats who have kept them down, kept them under the Democrats' thumb, and kept them in the poorhouse since the 1960s. Donald Trump brought more minorities into the workforce than any other president in history. He brought forth record high stock market numbers, record low unemployment numbers, and more low income minorities were taken off of government assistance than any president before him, including the great black savior, Barack Hussein Obama. Despite these accomplishments, the black community still stands behind the racist Joe Biden. Now, why is that? Because some other influential black folk told them to. Line them up. Barack Hussein Obama, his mate, Michelle, the not so reverend Al Sharptongue and Jesse Jackson, Cory Booker, who actually called Biden's mental fitness into question at the debates, and of course, any black actor or athlete who claims to be part of the so-called struggle while they live in mansions living the american dream those athletes those actors who make millions smile before the camera and tell the poor uneducated black people in america that joe biden will be their savior joe biden will bring them out of the oppression brought forth by trump they don't remember that trump had the best economy in the world, until the China-Wuhan virus came along, and until the Democrat party insisted that we close this and close that and shutter this and put the very same black people who were thriving back on the government dole. The same so-called black leaders who said that if you would just elect Barack Hussein Obama and gropey Joe Biden back in the day, their black lives would be so much better. The black community was lied to then, they're lied to now, and now they're pushing the racist Beijing Biden as their candidate. They forced him, almost extorted him, to pick a half-black, non-African-American Kamala Harris as his running mate, after basically threatening the Democrat party if Biden didn't pick a brown girl, And even eight years after Biden bootlicking the Barack Hussein Obama presidency, even eight years after literally nothing good happening in the black community, they're shaming black people into believing their party lies once again. Even after showing and even after proving that Donald Trump did do good for the black community in America, providing them jobs, opportunities, and solid proof that their lives did matter and could be better, the Democrat party and the black so-called leaders are pushing the racist, pandering, senile Joe Biden as their choice for president. If you're an intelligent black citizen and you even think of voting for Donald Trump, then you be's a Uncle Tom. If you're a black intelligent citizen, you have to at least ask why. We'll be right back. Finally, someone is saying what we have all been thinking. Steve Z, telling it like it is. A 19-year-old who admitted to blackmailing a girl with naked pictures and harassing and bullying others has won his primary race for the Kansas House of Representatives. Aaron Coleman, a progressive Democrat, is now running unopposed in the state's November election. Coleman admitted to allegations of bullying, revenge porn and blackmail in a June Facebook post, writing that these were the actions of a sick and troubled 14 year old. He also said he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder at age 15 because he was put in a closet while he was in elementary school. The county election commissioner, Bruce Newby of Wyandotte County said on Monday that Coleman defeated incumbent representative Stan Fraunfelter by 14 votes. There's currently no Republican challenger making Coleman the sole candidate on the November ballot. In an August 13th article, the editorial board of the Kansas City Star detailed the allegations against Aaron Coleman. One woman told the paper that when She and Coleman were both in middle school. He obtained a naked picture of her and threatened to share it with others if she didn't send more. When she said no, the woman alleged that Coleman sent the photo to everyone she knew. She said, quote, I don't know how he got the picture. Yeah, right. All I know is he's an awful person. He should not be allowed to run for anything. Revenge porn or the unlawful dissemination of consensually taken images in blackmail and breach of privacy became illegal in the state of Kansas back in 2016. Another woman said Coleman called her a whale and used expletives to insult her. That woman, who is now 18, told the star that she attempted suicide as a result of his harassment. Aaron said, I made serious mistakes in middle school when I deeply regret and apologize for them. I've grown up a great deal since then. But Coleman's trouble wasn't just in middle school. He recently said on Facebook that he would laugh and giggle if John Whitmer, a Republican who previously served in the Kansas House, died of COVID-19. What a prick. A spokesman for Kansas Governor Laura Kelly, also a Democrat, told the Associated Press that Coleman, is, quote, not fit to serve in the legislature. Well, sounds like somebody with an R behind their name simply needs to get on the ballot damned quickly. Aaron Coleman was a dishwasher prior to deciding to run for public office for the first time. God, I hope people in Kansas have enough common sense to put someone else on the ballot and not elect this clown. But he's a Democrat, so he'll probably be elected, celebrated, and 10 years from now, he might become your president. (laughs) Steve Z is a fine American citizen with the highest praises from his listeners and his peers. Let's talk a little bit about mail-in voting and voter fraud. The whole mail-in voting process is wrought with fraud think about it. LaQuantisha Washington has been dead for three years. She was on the rolls in Cook County as a registered Democrat. Cook County has not purged dead people or people who have moved out of Cook County from their voter rolls in over six years, meaning that LaQuantisha Washington will have a mail-in ballot sent to her last known address. That address happens to be where her daughter, LaDasha Jasmine now resides. LaDasha will get a mail-in ballot under her own name because that's where she's registered as a Democrat. So, wanting to see the Donald removed from office, LaDasha will likely fill out her ballot for Biden and mail it in. And she'll also likely fill out her mom's ballot for Biden and send it in because after all, no one's checking. And on election day, well, LaDasha will probably also likely head on down to the polling place and cast a vote in person for Biden. Because there's a very small likelihood that anyone in the Democrat town where they live will be doing an audit to see how many people are actually double voting. Hell, you can do it on American Idol. You can do it on America's Got Talent. So why not do it in a presidential election? After all, it's okay to do it on a television show. And Donald Trump came from television, right? In a world where people tend to believe the lies more and more as they hear it over and over, the lies regarding voter fraud in the mail-in voting programs that have been proposed for this year's election are beginning to be believed by more and more Americans. The lies that there's no potential for fraud are being forced fed to American television viewers, radio audiences, and social media accounts nationwide. If you can show up to Walmart in person, you can show up to vote in person. If you can show up in person to protest for mail-in voting, then you can show up to vote in person. Louisiana's Democrat Governor John Bell Edwards went on television yesterday to protest against the chief election official's plans for mail-in voting. He wants more widespread mail-in voting. The governor said, There should be accommodations for people that are potentially vulnerable to catching the coronavirus, even though the election officials said that the COVID-positive people can vote by mail if they provide proof that they have COVID-19. Then the governor listed a bunch of other diseases and conditions that people might have, which would be, in his opinion, just cause for mail-in voting. He mentioned heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and other ailments. Hell, he just mentioned the entire population of the state of Louisiana. As I've said in the past, if you can go to the store, you can go to the polls. If you can go out to protest, you can go to the polls. The potential for widespread voter fraud is real, and don't you dare let the media pukes tell you otherwise. The media is part of the swindle, they're part of the scam. The media is part of the entire process. Stop listening to the media lies. Lee Maringoff, polling director at Marist College recently said, quote, you're seeing the president trying to put a roadblock in front of the mail, unquote. If you're a strategist, it's huge. In the latest Marist poll, 62% of Biden backers said they plan to vote by mail while 36% plan to vote in person. Among Trump backers, only 24% say they plan to vote by mail, while 72% say they're gonna do their patriotic duty to show up at a polling place on election day. Now that's a giant gap that, in theory, could hurt the Democrats if the US Postal Service was somehow unable to deliver ballots. 10% 10% of mailed-in ballots got lost or arrived too late to be counted, for instance. That could eliminate 6% of the Democrat vote. Only 2% of the Republican vote would be affected. That could easily be decisive in swing states where turnout is crucial and the winning margin could be just a percentage point or two. This according to Marist College. Now let's get back to La Tisha Washington and LaDasha Jasmine. Multiply those mail-in votes by a million other fraudsters. Add to that number the high quantity of mail-in ballots found in mail rooms, city council candidates' offices, and other places around the nation, and those were only the ones that got caught. Perhaps every Republican in the nation should go ahead and request a mail-in ballot today. What's good for the goose, right? But no. No. Generally, Republicans are more respectful of our nation, our election process and of honesty and integrity, right? Right? This is the Truth Hurts Program. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if anything I say offends you but it's my right to say it. Therefore, I retract nothing. Background music brought to you by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hopefully we have provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, but that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. That's how it works. When all is said and done, usually more is said than is ever done. So if you are actually going to go out and do something today, please make it a worthwhile endeavor. Until next time, this is the Truth Hurts Program.